0: Happy. Welcome back to the nightlife podcast uh, again from Brickell, Bar Seco in Brickell. And today, bro, believe it or not, I, I thought this day was never going to come. Um, these guys you see around me are my partners in crime and in business if the two don't go together. So starting from my right all the way to my left, we have, what's your name again? My name is Alan Diaz. Is it really? <laughs> we got Adam, Adam, what's your um, Instagram so people it's can follow you? Adam Alejandro. A- Adam Alejandro. Gustavo Quilla, Julio's Gustavo. older partner. <laughs> and when he says older, he means he's the older guy in the group. Um, and Christian the little baby. Diaz. What's your name? Christian Diaz. And Christian Diaz. Is that your no. Instagram? ChrisBenja11. So at Chris benja 11 um, Alright, so the four of us are what you guys know as LMG Miami, um, well, the main part of the team. So we're going to have a discussion today um, about what happens behind the scenes before a party um, starts, basically, what what people don't get to see. Anybody that's not in the business and goes out to a party, what is it that they don't see that goes on before, and anybody that's in the business, uh, especially from the promotion marketing side what is it they have to do for any promotion company or any promoter what are all the things that somebody needs to do in order to get a party uh, going on and you know we're going to talk a little about that and about what we do and how we get it all all you know all set up and done and we'll touch a little bit at the end of the episode on also from the venue side of the business you know what the GM does or the owner and you know every little piece so first things first um any thoughts that you guys have what what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you're thinking okay you're going to start a new party which by the way we're going to start a new party on on this friday and we're going to unveil the party tonight at 8 pm actually tonight is not today you're getting you're seeing this tomorrow so tonight was yesterday (laughs) so uh, we're gonna unveil it uh, at 8 p.m. all together with the whole team of promoters. Um, we've, we've, been done a, we've been doing a little pre-amping um, up the people Teaser. Short teasers. There you go. We're, we've been teasing people with a, a few pictures and a few, you know, uh, messages and a little bit of music of what's to come uh, starting this Friday. So, but, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what what is all these things that we've been having to do? prior to getting this party started? What, what oh, do you, what a do you say? A lot of organization, um, a lot of ideas, putting them all together, right? debating on what to do, um, how the staff is going to work t- together, um, all those type of things. Right. So what what would you think, Guilla, that is the first thing that you have to do in the whole process of putting the whole thing together? What, what would that first thing be? It
1: all begins in picking the right place. I, I really believe is. We like to do places that nobody has done before. So um, for us it's just, it's all about challenges. We like to do different things. Right. Uh, in this case, the place we're choosing right now, it's it's gonna be a new challenge. It's something that we haven't done
0: in a while. Um, we just work, it happens, I mean. Right. We'll and but, but, but when he says nobody's done it before, what he means is it's a venue that, that no other company has thrown a party at the venue. So it, this is a, a new venue. Um, it's been open for a few months, but they haven't done any any kind of party. We're going to throw what uh, what we see in the business as a dinner party that grows into a, into a late night party. Uh, we actually start from the happy hour and all that kind of stuff because it, it is going to be on, the, on the Friday nights. Happy hours are good on Fridays. So yeah, so so he's saying, looking for a venue, and and actually that's, people sometimes forget about that, and what they do is, somebody calls them and says, I have a place, do you wanna grab this night? And they just say yes, right away. People don't think about it, how many options do I have? Correct. You know, what am I gonna be able to do at this venue? Weigh Uh, the options. Exactly, weigh all the options and all that. And as a matter of fact, this venue that we're talking about uh, on Friday, even though at the end, we all came together and said, okay, so this is the right choice. And we had, it took a while. It took us a long time. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes. and when we say a while, it means over two months to make the decision of this is the venue that we're gonna go with. Uh, so you guys understand before this party that's gonna happen in three days, we were planning two months ahead. Okay. So uh, with that said, uh, if you can see, Christian likes to talk a lot. So, (laughs) with that said, what what would you say, Chris, it's the next thing? Right after picking the correct venue and knowing that everybody's on the same page that we're gonna do that one night. Well, I think um, the next step is doing a soft opening and a grand opening. All right, so so soft opening for those of you that don't understand is kind of uh, a day where you test the waters in a way. So, we sometimes believe that Having a soft opening is positive, and sometimes it's not. It depends, and it all really depends on the venue. Okay, so we go with soft opening when a venue is something completely new and different to what we normally do, exactly. uh, which is the case uh, uh, in, in this bar know. lounges. Exactly. exactly. Nightclubs, you go all out. Exactly. So exactly. if we're gonna open a nightclub, if we were to open, yes. uh, say, a place like like Bloom here, like Live on the beach, like anything big and, and energetic, it would we're be a different time. story, because Correct. we we would know, okay, so it's a grand opening, you go, you know, the word grand opening, you know, says it all, it's grand, you gotta go all in, uh, make sure that you have all your people there, all your promoters working, all that kind of stuff. The difference between that and what we're gonna do this week, which is a soft opening, is we're bringing what some people call friends and family, so all our friends, all, all our family, um, friends of friends, and our best or closest clients uh, so we know right ahead that it's not gonna be a huge night as to maybe the amount of people that will be there even though we are adding uh, an event this week which is Christian's birthday by the way happy birthday um, but um, so that way we get to test the menu we get to see if the venue is ready for what we're gonna bring the following week okay so this is something we're gonna do every Friday um, and we we're hoping to make sure that during the soft opening, when we have our closest people, we can fix the All right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, next meeting exactly So yes. before the soft opening happens, and before the grand opening happens, if that's the way the route that you decide to go, we um, there's a whole process of creation also, you know, yes. kind of what Adam was was talking about, um, and it's it goes into you know what are we gonna do uh, marketing wise, for example. Uh, Which way are we going to promote it? What target, Target? you know, what is the correct target for this venue? Um, Are the promoters in our team into into this? As a matter of fact, so you know, we don't involve the sub-promoters in the decision of the venue itself, but we involve them as, you know, like right now, like today is the day that we're going to bring out what the venue is, and it's also the day that we're telling all our sub-promoters in our meeting that this is what we're going to be doing uh, starting this week. Because we've been keeping this very um, hermetic, very close, very private. Uh, sometimes when you tell the wrong people, um, things get out. And you don't want the information to get out of this business. Right. It's very secretive uh, and you need to control that. Sometimes it's not because people want to say it just to hurt you or whatever. It's just that uh, everybody's friends with somebody that works for the competition. And somebody might mention something and it gets to the wrong person and You never know. You end up losing the contract for whatever reason. Somebody comes and offers something different, or you have uh, lies or whatever, or you just get that negative energy that is always. All
1: they'll do a concert right on the day of your opening. Yeah,
0: sometimes that happens. We've seen that happen a lot. Which, by the way, it's all—it's also, you know, it's a tip. Uh, As a matter of fact, a lot of people try to compete uh, with others by trying to hurt them and doing things outside of their comfort zone like maybe throwing a concert when you shouldn't be throwing a concert with not enough time preparation maybe at the wrong venue different things money usually the the reason why and usually the reason why it's not correct either because at the end you'll end up not making money to try to make somebody else not make money for that and uh, we were having a conversation before this uh, before the, the episode and it was Really about that, about the fact that we basically concentrate on making our nights better, on on working, on bringing positive things, not just you know what do you call um, not trying to hurt others. Right. Yeah. You know, competition needs people. to be right. It, it just needs to be clean. We worry about They're ourselves money. first. There's money for everybody too. So. Exactly. Basically, yes. exactly. So just that if you have money, come spend it with us. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, all right. So, so part of the preparation: um, flyers, social media, of course. Um, you know, and it all depends. Most of you are probably working your own social media. So, uh, 2019 influencers. Yes, influencers. hundred uh, percent. A lot of video. Um, yes. And that's that's one of the big things is influencers. And remember, we've spoken about this uh, in the previous episode. Actually, we spoke about influencers and one of the main things that you need to concentrate on is look for somebody that actually influences the target that you are going for you know it's not about having a lot of followers it's about having the correct the right type of followers you don't need somebody with 8 million followers in venezuela if you're here in miami and and your clientele is not that if you're catering to a different one, so so look at that the demographic and the reality of who follows those people first and of course, the money value of what you really get in return.
1: And the best tool,
0: cell phone, guys. Your phone. Yeah. This is key. This is the main weapon. If you're yes. not making phone Personals, calls, yet. text. Today, social media—you handle it from there. Um, you know, even video. Most people are producing video on their phones. Yeah. You know, so almost everything that you're gonna be doing, it's actually gonna be through the phone. Yes. Wow. We believe a mistake that promoters are making.
1: And a misperception from their side is they believe by posting something exactly. on social media, they think everybody's gonna follow or everybody's gonna show up. And that's just an a little, reminder.
0: Like, you need to be yes. a little bit more per- personal, right. basically making calls, actually writing to people and stuff like that. Yes. Right, right. All right, so I'm gonna tell you a little uh, kind of trick in a way of the way that I, um, let's say, pre produce an event or the way that I see it in my mind. And I said, oh, uh, and it's and it's pretty much uh, like if you think of taking a shower and getting ready in the morning. Um, I kind of do a little bit of that. So, so, so you know the way you take a shower, and most people know. Also, even when they're gonna dry themselves with a the towel, they know where the towel goes first and <laughs> where it goes last. That's kind of personal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, but you don't think about it with the next Sorry. time that you use the towel. Uh, what was the last thing you cleaned? Um, <laughs> but um, in in the end, with the, with the throne of a party, you know, it's like getting dressed in a way. Yes. You get dressed and you put your underwear first and then you 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 know well whatever. Whatever your order is is your order. Well, you know? I put my underwear first and then I You go from the inside around.
1: out. In a club you go from the outside in. Exactly. That's the way we see
0: it. Exactly. Yes. So, so so we start with what we just spoke about right now. <laughs> what we just spoke about, which is the outside. Correct. And the outside yes. for us starts from far away, from Days before, so yeah. getting everything ready. So now that we spoke about, okay, so we're getting ready with the production and the, you know, but we didn't actually, we spoke about the the marketing side of it, but we didn't talk production-wise. So we have to find different people that are gonna be working for us. Yes. And, and in that case, one of the main things is music. Of course. Exactly. So the process of finding the correct DJ is very important. It goes- Target first. With the target, with the venue, itself you know with the night of the week is this person available um if you're a company that's been around for a long time it's very likely that you will have the djs that follow you and work with you only um and as a matter of fact i mean we've had wheelie for 25 years (laughs) in the company and we've had christian you know for a while with us we've we've had over a hundred djs play for us in the 25 years uh but those are you know like those guys have been with us um, Maybe we'll leave President an obvious return, but exactly. they, they follow the company wherever it goes. And at this moment in time, Friday Night generation. will be also the launch kind of of a new DJ who's going to be part of the family more often, be yes. with us more nights and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of exciting in that sense because we're going to be catering to a crowd that's been left behind, that forgotten kind of. Everybody's excited about the kind of music we're going to be playing and the kind of venue that we're going to be at, uh, We just kind of upscale in a way. Um, I don't know if we give details about we
1: we haven't, we how haven't we see gone. it. I mean, when we plan an event, we, yeah. we basically, in our minds, we go through the experience of what our clients are going to be exper- experimenting that night. Exactly. Um, we basically start from the yeah. valley parking. Yeah, exactly. Then we go, we move to the door. Then mm-hmm. we go inside to, you know, to see the
0: layout of the place. Then well, stop. Let's, let's, let's stop right there. So valet yeah. parking. What we're looking at valet parking is service. So, do we have the Do we have a good service? Yes. If the venue does not have good service, we we get the service. We have different valet companies yes. we bring into the table. So you guys need to have relationships with those. If there is no possibility of having a good valet, you need good parking. You need to make South sure parking, yes. that if you have a venue that holds a thousand people, that you have a venue that also holds 250 cars. So that you can have those 1,000 people, even though you have Uber in, in areas like exactly. like brick or, or downtown South Beach and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, New York and all that is probably taxi and Uber 100%. But um, but in most places, you need parking if it's a place where people drive. Yes. Um, so yeah. So that's with the valet. Then the, at the door. So the door, you have. Uh, a few different parts of the door, yes. so the front of the door, which is very important. A lot of venues have this part of the staff set and they already know who it is that works and it's, it works for them, but we like to bring somebody of our, of our own most of the time. Right. Um, ideally for two positions at the door, uh, that are the cashier and, and the hostess. And the doorman the one that's doing the actual yes. you know, guest list and seeing who brings, you know, what promoters bring home and all that kind of stuff, so, so you guys get paid later. Greetings, and greeting. But then the doorman, the doorman is one that we love to have on our team, but a lot of the venues have on their own. Um,
1: but it's very important that position, because yes. that's the guy that's gonna make sure that the tables are sold the to right the, right, the, the right able. clients yes. and they're, they're able to identify maybe more or less sometimes profiling a little bit who has money or who's, who doesn't right. right to see what you know how much you can get from a
0: client right. it depends you but know on the type of doorman you have right and i know a lot of doormans are gonna hate this but there's one thing that we uh that we like a lot and it's a door woman door girl oh yes when the, when the right door girl is doing the job you know, it's and that door's unstoppable the sales and shout us to to Sol, <laughs> who was the probably the first door Sol, girl to, to do something crazy. So about you know both of the you know crazy stuff with the doors, and it started a new uh, a generation of female doors. Um, but yeah, so make sure that if they're not on your team, whoever the doorman is or door girl, if they're not on your team, make them part of your team. Or make sure that they're that working nation, with you. That you're working together, and even if you have to put your you know your hands in your pocket a little bit. Take care of them. Make sure that that they're happy where they are, but they're also happy with you working. Um, yes. So as there, then you get through that door. Uh, you finally get through the ropes, and you come into the venue. And what we cater to the people is mostly the the music part as a promotion company. If we were the venue, we'd be have, we have to be thinking about liquor and staff and and you know waitresses, hostess, you know the whole the whole shebang. But that would be a whole complete episode um, with somebody like Dato. Yes. <laughs> um, today we're gonna concentrate on the on the marketing side of the of the equation, the promoters. So we need to figure out also where it is that we are gonna take care of our people. Right. Right. So every venue is different, but we you need to make sure that where you're gonna be taking care of your people is the correct part and it all really depends. Some venues have set, you know, very nice VIPs that are for the big spenders. You don't want to take that away from the big spenders. If, if you have those big spenders, yes. uh, you don't have those big spenders then you have that space available. It's good to be seen there because it kind of creates that vibe, that whole, you know, it's a show kind of uh, uh,
1: thing. Yeah, very important um, location for the place. Yes i mean sometimes you can i mean if you're going to do an upsc- upscale type of party you need to choose a, you know the right location for that right sometimes we choose maybe a wrong location for the upscale clientele and then you end up having a bc crowd and you don't reach the sales that you need to reach so that's it's probably you know good advice to just get the right location for that right
0: and and again location is going to vary according to the party that you have yes you know depending on the energy you have do you have tables at the dance floor do you have tables in the vip only Are tables all over the place it all depends also how many tables there are available because it, it you know for example we have a team of 30 promoters right now 30 sub promoters that work with lmg and these guys let's say that everybody had a great night and everybody came to the place with over 30 people, and everybody sold tables, and all the fucking 25 tables are sold. What do you do? How do you make them have a table for all of them, and all that, it's almost impossible. It doesn't really happen much. I mean, having 30 promoters show up with- All producers at the same time. Everybody producing at the same time. Very hard. Very very difficult. Yes. Um, Although we're gonna be working on that, so I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. when. When everybody gets trained, but the whole process of you know getting the promoter sat at a good table or a table that they can cater to their friends and all that is very important so you need to see this ahead of time you go you know you also look at the beginning of the night you you need to know how many tables do i have reserved um and according to that you you already know okay so i'm going to be pretty much sold out i'm going to have some tables available how many tables then also you work on maybe mixing some of them. Let's say that if you have only two tables available and you have eight promoters that produce, you have an option of giving them the two tables, putting them four, four of them in one, four of them Make one them share another. the table, yes. Or, exactly, sharing as a team, or, or you have them sit with the clients that they're selling to, um, yes. which is ideal. I, I, ideally, they will be sitting with those clients and whatever you're gonna give them as complimentary, um, they will use yes. at those tables if you were by the way if you're the sub promoter you don't need to worry about any of this stuff which is the beautiful part about the sub promoter job the sub promoter job all you really need to care about is doing the promotion bringing the people and and just trading well at the venue taking care of them at the venue making sure you know part of the hosting part exactly concentrate on hosting and promoting promoting and hosting that's that's it and the cycle goes around and around and around and then you have the rest of the week to go to the beach have a beautiful tan Trained like Christian goes to the gym every day. (laughs) Day one, day one. Exactly, it's day one every week. Um, So, so with that said, we come from the outside in, look at the DJ. Um, Some venues we don't feel comfortable enough with the way they operate, so maybe we get involved a little bit. Since we have own our own venues, um, you know, plenty of them, we know exactly what we need with the bar staff. Sometimes we recommend staff. Uh, actually, it's something that we're gonna be doing with this with this venue that we're gonna open now. After this week, we're most likely gonna be bringing new people also to add to their team. Um, so anyway, we, you know, I don't want to make this any you know much longer, but um. The the venue we're going to be opening, so you guys know, if you're here in Miami, it's called La Central. La Central is a Italian venue. It's 45,000 square feet, three floors on Brickle City Center, which is the new uh, huge mall here in the city. Beautiful Um, venue. Now, the second floor of La Central has a a, a, a great-looking bar, Mm -hmm. rice mac in in the middle, with three beautiful restaurants around the sides. Um, and we're gonna be throwing the party around this bar and one of the restaurants at the beginning and then see if it grows to the other two and it's gonna be very old-school music wise and catered to a to a, a niche that people are not really taking care of too much so you know if you're following LMG which I know you do you'll see where the party's at and we'll most likely see you guys um, over there so I don't know if there anything that you guys want to add I know this did not dying to
1: Follow us, guys. LMG <laughs> Miami.
0: Yeah, no, everybody here is following us for sure right now. But um, and just making sure that everything works together. By the way, getting the the promoters excited, pumped about the party is something that's very important too. A lot of times, promoters are forgotten. Maybe you guys need to uh, work something when maybe you have like competition amongst them and right? prices for those that that do better than others a lot of the times there might be somebody in the team that's just extremely good Um, so you got to take those out of the equation make sure that they're getting treated well always but but if somebody's just out of the question and they're always going to win contests that you have you need to make sure that it's done a different way or maybe you do it um where for example promoters that are you know like a percentage of whatever they were doing before whatever their growth is When you look at that, who's growing the most, who's bringing more, you know... um, It's all about production, yeah. Exactly, exactly. In the end, it's all about production, and we got to do it as a team. Um, The company, if you guys are the main promoters, uh, the ones listening out there, you need to get behind the whole process with the venue, with management, with all that. By the way, right after the party, you got to start working already on next week. There's 52 weeks a year. And if you're a company like us, we have four parties a, a week. That means 200 eight parties a year. That is a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, and a lot of pumping up uh, people. So a lot of flyers get done, and, and believe me. Um, and that's why sometimes we run into stuff like this that took us two months to make a decision. But in the end, we're gonna start the party in three days. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to do a good job and we'll sh- I'll tell you all about it. Um, so Again, go we'll follow LMG, get the book on Amazon and nightlifepodcast.com. You will find us, you get us on iTunes, on Podomatic, on Spotify and YouTube. You find me at that nightlife entrepreneur on Instagram and, and Alejandro in Facebook and Instagram. Gustavo Quilla, Chris Benhound. And we
1: we'll leave you with the Lambada. <laughs> <laughs>